everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Tank, the football gambling podcast brought to you by Fish Tank Sports or FTS Sports. I forget the name every single time, Matthew. It's Owen Smith and Matthew Warner. Matt, we have a sponsor as always, and I love you doing the ad reads, so go ahead and kick us off. Absolutely. Uh, had our good friend Hayden Schlechty on the podcast last week, had a great time, uh, and he happens to be the owner of the business of our ad read. Uh, Inside the Tank is brought to you in part by Schlecty's Sports Bar and Grill. Come to Schlecty's. We may not be the place for you, but we are the place for someone. And that someone might be you. Might Don be. in or carry out, call 937-755-4005. That's 937-755-4005. Love it. Owen? What's up, brother? How are we doing? We got our ass kicked last week. <laughs> we, we were due for one. Um, I I don't think I am able to maintain the title of uh, best college football gambler in the world anymore. Uh, took one on the chin, went one and three on podcast bets, two and five in total because of a live bet. Um, but the important thing to remember here, this is very important. Mm-hmm. My huge lock of the week hit <laughs> and Maryland minus 14. So. It absolutely did. Not so only did you... it hit, but it also led to the firing of Indiana's offensive coordinator. So it was an absolute huge I, lock I, and great yeah, call I mean, by you. All of our fans at home, they were emailing me, calling me. One sent me a fax. Hey, I'm taking the huge lock of the week. <laughs> I trust you. And and those people are uh, sitting on thousands and thousands of pennies right now. So congrats yeah. to you all for tailing the huge lock of the week. Uh, yeah. Got a, got an exciting week. Uh, another exciting week of college football coming up. We do. We do. We had that little lull like on episode two, and then it just feels like every single week from here on out is actually going to have quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of action going on. Um, I mean, this week we got for Ohio State. It's not the biggest game, but it is Maryland, and that'll that'll be interesting. Some more Big Ten, uh, or actually, is this the opening of Big Ten action? Uh, now that I think of it, I think it is. So, uh, oh no, no Indiana. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, you remember okay. we played it? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, here I we go. Hot start, I, baby. Hot start. I rare, rarely consider Indiana to be Big Ten action. <laughs> so, um, so this is like the true test. But no, uh, the, there's the Red River showdown or rivalry or whatever the hell they call it going on this week. Um, there's some other top 25 matches, some good SEC action going on, um, and yeah, just just a ton to look forward to. <laughs> Uh, we had an off week with the Buckeyes, so not a lot to recap there. Um, but we lost a lot of bets. Colorado, um, we've been fading Colorado all year. That's worked in our favor in, in some cases. And then this case, they played USC. We expected it to be even bigger blowout or almost as equal of a blowout as it was against Oregon. And it ended up being a seven-point game. Matt, what were yeah. your thoughts on uh, Dion and the and the Buffaloes getting, getting the – Absolutely, they got a huge lock of a cover there, um, and made it really close with supposedly the best, one of the better teams in the in the in college football this year. Yeah, I actually I had a chance to to actually watch that game. So uh, I, I think I'd mentioned last episode I was at a wedding, um, and it was in Hocking Hills, Ohio, which is like when they talk about BFE, when people leave BFE and go to Hocking Hills, they say they're going to BFE. Um, like it is, it is way, way out there. Um, got to the cabin, found out that we had no internet yeah. and had next to no cell reception. So uh, I am blaming my college football losses on that um, and not poor picks. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did get to watch the Colorado game. They did have cable. Uh, thank the Lord. Um, so many times it felt like USC was just going to like, run them off the field in the same way that Oregon did. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned a little bit uh, in the last episode that it kind of made me nervous that Oregon took away that, like that desire to be the first one to really just, you know, yep. just give them no hope. So you almost saw it where it was like, you, you get up really early, like 21, seven, I, I think at one point in time, it was 28, seven. I'd have to go back and look. I but, think so. And then it just felt like they kind of just, the, the defense looked slow and uninterested yeah. in it. Um, and they just kind of kept fighting back into it. I, there was never a point in that game where I thought Oregon was going to, or, or excuse me, USC was going to lose. 
mm-hmm. it, it always felt like you know there there was no chance they were going to you know lose that game. But Colorado just stuck around enough to make it interesting. They score late to make it a seven point game. So you look on paper, it looked like it was a really close game. But I don't yeah. think anybody that actually watched the game thought that was a a, a close football game. So uh, it was interesting to see them fight back. But I, I was worried about that going into the game that USC would get up big early and then you just kind of let, you know, take your foot off the, the, the gas. So, um, yeah, well, it was a, it was a good game. Unfortunately, even though if it wasn't a close game, the batting is purely on the end result of the game. And yep. we missed this by a wide margin. You were thinking about even just buying the half point that wouldn't have even helped that you. Half point wouldn't have helped uh, me. It <laughs> just, I would have been a little sad pussy boy with the half point. <laughs> so, exactly. nope, so. uh, all, all was good. So yeah, so not uh, not as uh, exciting as we hoped for, but yeah, I mean, I, I think what it taught me, if anything, I watched most of that game. Uh, like you said, it never felt like USC was going to lose, but it did just show me how bad Alex Grinch is and thankful that he's no longer yeah. anywhere remotely close to Ohio State. Um, yep. And just like it, if they were to somehow get into the uh, college football playoff this year, which they definitely have a path to do, they will be exposed because it seems like when you look at the top, it seems like there's no, like other than Washington, like there's not a huge like offensive threat right now. Like Georgia's not really, we'll get into Georgia Auburn, but um, Georgia like isn't a huge threat. Ohio state hasn't been as explosive as years past. Bama's struggling. Like there's a lot of these top teams that traditionally had these really good offenses or at least functioning offenses. And it seems like it's more of the defenses that these teams are relying on. Um, USC just doesn't have that. And I think that they're going to be no. held. And uh, I think that an Ohio state um, or, a, or a Georgia or some of these teams will be able to expose that defense pretty easily. And I think we were texting, like they need to beef things up before they come over to the big 10. Cause yeah, I don't think that's... that they're, they're ready for all that. Yeah. I, I mean, that goes both ways. They're going to bring an offense that uh, that's going to be more reflective of an Ohio state offense, fast yeah. spread out, um, you know, that, you know, Ohio State has had success in the Big Ten, but you get into those nitty gritty like Penn State, Michigan type matchups where you're going to have to win in the trenches. You're going to have to, you know, play some really sound defensive football. It's going to be tough to to go get wins for them in the Big Ten. Yeah. But, you know, they've they've got their work cut out for them right now in the, the Pac-12. They've still got a, a handful of matchups on that that calendar that um you know, they're going to have to play some really good football to, to yeah, and not even us. just the Pac 12. They have Notre Dame on the schedule still, which yep. Yep. Um, Notre Dame beats Duke that destroys my bet. I think, um, I was texting you like I should just trust my gut more, which we'll get into with some of these picks. Uh, trust yeah. my gut more, and my gut was definitely telling me Notre Dame, but my anger towards Notre Dame fans, <laughs> disdain for their program, St- still have not talked to us, still have not talked to us. Yes, for the yeah. record, we have, uh, we have sent a few messages, extended a few olive branches here and there, sometimes a little too aggressive and sometimes a little too nice and no approach is working. Um, I, I'm trying to poke the bear a little bit with some of my messages and those aren't getting out. So our Notre Dame fans uh, uh, are, are They act not. like we scored the touchdown. I, like <laughs> it, 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 it was not us. No, and my, <laughs> my message today, Matt sent something and I replied and it's like, hey, Matt, good effort, but also like, we're fans of a team that knows nothing about us and their fan and that team beat their team that has no idea who they are. Like, so therefore we can't, so therefore we can't be friends and have (laughs) civil conversations about other topics. That's not even related to that, but yeah, it's just either way. Um, all that to say a, um, yeah, Duke ends up losing that game, but they definitely kept it close, which made it exciting. Um, but yeah, not a great week for betting. So we're going to erase it. We'll, we won't remember next week. Men in black, let's, let's flash the light. Let's get into yep. uh, this next week. We, like we said, we have a big, big schedule. So let's go ahead and start off with our team. Ohio State uh, is playing Maryland after a bye week. Um, so, so no Ohio State football last weekend. Uh, the spread right now is 19 and a half. The over-under is 57 and a half. You and I do a pretty good job at not betting on our team directly, but it looks like we do have a couple of prop bets on it. So, yeah. um, Matt, what, what do you got on the on the board for this game? Yeah, the, man, it's so interesting. Uh, so, Maryland comes in undefeated. 
um, was looking at it, the, the average age of quarterbacks that Ohio State has played in the last three matchups is like 20, 23.5 or something. It, it's it's ridiculous. So yeah. uh, Tal, Talia Tagalavoa uh, comes in as as the you know the uh, leader in basically every statistical category at quarterback for them. So comes in with quite a bit of experience. Um, but it, it seems like they've done this almost every year for the last like three years where they'll start off hot. Um, they'll, they'll go beat some teams really bad. And then all of a sudden, like snap back to reality. When, yeah. when you go start playing big 10 football, they get punched in the face by, you know, Michigan, I think in 2019 uh, or, or sorry, Penn state in 2019. Then it was like Iowa in 2021, Michigan in 2022 after they had pretty good starts. So um it, it just feels like this is going to be another one of those things where everybody looks at them. They're undefeated. I think they've got a minor chip on their shoulder because they're undefeated in, uh, in a power five conference. They didn't get the nod into the top 25. Um, but LSU with two losses continues to be in the top 25, which is hilarious, but <laughs> all that to say, um, I, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a very similar, um, you know, similar thing where uh, Maryland's going to have a, a rude awakening that, you know, it's all fun and games to go beat up on the little guy until you're the little guy. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I'm not betting the spread. I do have uh, Marvin Harrison over 87 and a half uh, receiving yards. You know, I, I think you start hearing some of the noise and, you know, you've got stories about Notre Dame's, you know, corners locking them up. And so I, this feels like one of those games where it's just the big middle finger of, you know, there's a reason I'm going to be the first wide receiver off the board. There's a reason teams are going to be, you know, celebrating in the, the, the war room when they draft me, like this is, you know, I'm that guy. Uh, And then I also have Henderson over 77 and a half rushing yards, uh, Maryland is 116th in the country in success rate against the run. Um, I I think Ohio State is going to continue to try and prove that they are able to and want to run the football. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I like him getting quite a few touches. He always seems to have one or two explosive runs of like 20, 25 yards plus. So that just leaves a couple, uh, you know, a couple five and six yard runs here and there. So, I like that. Those are my two. Um, and I really liked your uh, prop bet as well, but it was already off the board. So I went with my own. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it over to you for yours. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep the train rolling on uh, Chip Trainum with an anytime touchdown bet. I was surprised. I was looking at the anytime touchdown bets and there was a lot of like minus 300, minus 200. And I, I like those yeah. plus odds on on the anytime touchdowns. Um, and Chip Trainum was plus two ten on that. I was a little surprised because he seems to be like the go-to, yeah, in the, I, in the red zone, you know, in those goal line packages and all of that. Uh, clearly, I'm was curious. the go-to for Notre Dame. I'm, so I'm yeah. curious what. Uh, oh, did he score against Notre Dame? I, yeah. So it was. A all right, game we're done. Winning. We're done. We have okay. to stop. We have to move okay. on. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what I and and you probably don't know it off the top of your head. What was mine, Williams? Anytime. Cause that might be one I, I tag on. So uh, I, I can't remember what mine's I'll pull it up as we talk, but um, I don't, I, I don't know. I just kind of felt like when I was clearly like Marv and Emeka and some of those guys are like pretty obvious yeah. picks for those, but they were not great odds for that. Um, yep. I just, I feel like chip has been getting the nod over um, Mayan, but I, I'm not against a, a Mayan as well. Um, yep. on that. So that, that's my, that's my pick, uh, for, for this week, I'm avoiding everything else. You know, I think that if you were, if you're, uh, unbiased in this, I think you look at Ohio state and think that they probably could win this by three touchdowns, but we've also seen them keep it close. Um, yeah. they haven't been great against the spread this year so far. So, um, to me, this would almost be just an avoid the, avoid it. Cause there's still like questions around the Buckeyes and their dominance. And I think Maybe in, yep. in Vegas's eyes, they're still being given that benefit of the doubt of the you know past years of explosive offenses. Uh, offenses, so um, yeah, we'll see. But but yeah, I, I'm happy with Chip training them there. Um, looking at the anytime touchdown scores, Mayan actually is plus two twenty, so just a little higher odds Ooh. on that one. Um, so I feel like you get good value out of either of those because it's not. Trevion, if he's scoring, it's like 20 yards and out. I feel like he just yeah, doesn't he's seem to get very seldom. There. He seems to be in that like 15 to 10 yard range where you yep. know it's just pound the rock. Um, like I said, it seems like it's always that explosive 20, 30 yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, which did he have one of those against Notre? 
yeah, I oh, think no, so. Okay, Anyways, sorry, sorry. I forgot. Sorry, I forgot we're done. I forgot we're done. <laughs> um, uh, any other thoughts on Ohio State, Maryland before we move on to the biggest game of the week? Um, no, I, I, I think that covers it. I okay. Feel good about um, the, the prop bets. There we go. So Texas, Oklahoma. Um, it, Texas right now is the favorite six and a half over under 60 and a half. You and I are going head to head on this one, huh? I, yeah, we are. Um, okay. so one of our, uh, longtime listeners, um, you know, he's, he's kind of like a little brother to me. Silas Cobb w- has, has been a little frustrated that we have not talked about his Texas longhorns yet. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I, I've got two picks this week that are going against the grain of, of, you know, of history. Um, and my first is going to be Texas minus six and a half against an Oklahoma team that is five and zero against the spread this year. Um, so I, I like Texas minus six and a half one. They, they won 49, nothing last year. I, I know it's, you know, different football teams, different times, different scenarios, but, um, Texas, you know, every year it feels like you look at their schedule and you can almost point to like, where is going to be the fall off or where's going to be, yeah. what, what game are they going to drop? Um, and, and I think this year for everybody, it was Alabama. Like you looked at it and you're like, okay, this is where we, you know, Texas isn't back. They're the same old Texas, you know, they get over that, uh, speed bump. And, and then you have Oklahoma. That's the other one on their schedule that you feel like that they, they could, or, or might lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, you look past Oklahoma, there's not much left on that schedule that, that puts a lot of fear in me. So I think they yeah. get really fired up for this game. I think they know going into it that they are a better football team and mm-hmm. that if they win this game and they play good football the rest of the year, they've got a shot to, to see the college football playoffs for the first time um, and, and truly be uh, be back. So I, I like them covering six and a half. Um, Oklahoma's looked really good this year, but um, I, I don't think they played anybody nearly as good as Texas. So no. uh, I, I like Texas six and a half feels really good to me. Hook them horns, uh, Silas. I gotcha. Um, we'll, we'll tail that together. And then when it inevitably doesn't hit, we can, uh, you can be my, my shoulder to cry on. There you go. Well, I'm yeah going complete opposite. I'm going Oklahoma plus points. So give me six and a half there. Um, I'm, I'm almost even intrigued to go Oklahoma money line. I'm not going to, because I like the points, but there was just something when I was looking at this game, I know, Oklahoma hasn't, um, although they've looked good, like you mentioned, they haven't played anybody, right? Like they haven't played the Bama um, or any of those matchups, but um, they have looked pretty good. Um, They they are, they have uh, covered the spread in all five of their matchups this year, which I like to see. Um, And I just want to see Quinn Ewers get exposed. So um, I'm I'm excited (laughs) for for some of that, but um, I'm trying not to, you know, last year was kind of a weird year for Oklahoma. Of course, you you have a new coach come in. And so I'm trying not to put too much weight into that. Um, I think that Texas is good, but I think that maybe they're not as good as everyone thinks they are um, necessarily. So I, 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 you know, I think that that win over Alabama was good. It was impressive. I watched it, but um, I am uh, sorry. Si- uh, what did you say? It was Silas that was the Texas fan? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so sorry, Silas. Little but... sweet baby Silas. <laughs> but we are going head to head on this one, and I'm taking taking the points on Oklahoma this week. So just um, know that you're dead to him. There will be no <laughs> fantasy football trades. There will be nothing funny. coming your way. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Um, all right. Next matchup. This is a SEC matchup. Uh, it's Kentucky going to Georgia. Georgia opens up at 14 and a half over under 49 points. Uh, last week, Georgia uh, played a pretty close one um, yep. against uh, Auburn. They ended up not covering the spread. I, that ended up being my only win of the college football week. Last week was picking Auburn plus the points. Um, yep. Matt, it looks like you are, uh, maybe on the bulldog side, huh? Yeah, I I'm, I'm going to go, uh, Georgia, Georgia minus 14. I told you that I'm, I'm going against the grain of history so far. So Texas, uh, or, or Oklahoma, um, five and zero against the spread. Georgia is, uh, oh, and five against the spread yeah. this year. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm tailing, uh, you know, hoping they, they break the mold here a little bit. Uh, I like Georgia minus 14. One, I don't think Texas has played anybody. Texas, good Texas, God. Yes, Texas and Georgia. Come on, clean it up here. <laughs> clean it up. Uh, I don't think Kentucky's played anybody that 
is really worth a damn. Um, I, I, I know they come into the game undefeated. They come off of a really hot hand, a, a great game against Florida. I'm not convinced Florida is all that good, um, but no. you know, it, it is a pretty quality win for them. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I'm going to go with a team that's proven for, you know, three years straight that there's a reason they're at the top of the sport. Um, you know, and I like I like Georgia coming off of that close call on Auburn as a kind of like a I'm not even going to call it a get right game. Um, they've been, like I said, been right for three years, but yeah. uh, as an opportunity for them to kind of remind everybody, hey, there's a reason we're number one in the country. There's a reason yep. that, you know, that uh, we, we've got national championships. So I, I think they blow Kentucky out. Um, I think that okay. defense is going to be fired up. I could see some some uh, some turnovers coming, you know. Kentucky has a lot of explosive plays. Um, they, they're they're top of the country in explosive plays right now. Um, with that comes, you know, maybe some some forced, uh, you know, four shots downfield and, and throwing into some some spots where, uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit more traffic. So I could see some early turnovers and, and this game getting out of hand pretty quickly. Um, so sounds like you're on the other side. So yes. we'll, we'll, let's uh, and, and it's worth noting. Uh, also, I'm, I'm going back to my little sad boy ways of buying a half a point um, to, to add just a little bit of security there in case it is just a 14 point win. I at least yeah. get my money back, but buying the half um, and it sounds like you're on Kentucky 14 and a half. Yes, I am um, all over Kentucky 14 and a half. This is purely a fade Georgia um, pick here. Like I think, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Florida was that good. I made the mistake of tailing you on Florida money line. Uh, last week and uh, Kentucky handled them pretty easily. Um, so it's less about Kentucky and more about Georgia. I mean, they, uh, you can say that the Georgia defense is good and I'm not going to dispute that, but also they only won a game by seven points with a quarterback throwing 82 yards last week. And yep. because like you mentioned, Kentucky has more of that explosive um, offense or potential on, on offense there. Um, and I, I just don't think that I, I think when you look at Auburn, you look at Kentucky, um, you look at the the differences between that team. I think that Kentucky is going to bring a lot more on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I also think that without Brock Bowers, uh, Georgia is very um, limited on offense. And I think that if you have a full week to just see, you know, Brock Bowers doesn't have kind of the, the end of the game that he has um, in that one. I think that I think that Auburn wins that game based on everything that I had seen watching that. And yep. uh, so I think that you're, there's just extra, I mean, I think you have to game plan extra for that guy anyways, but I think that there's just extra like sellout on, on Brock Bowers a little bit. Cause it just doesn't seem like the rest of the team can really get it done. It doesn't seem like Carson Beck is as good as, you know, Stetson Bennett and previous uh, quarterbacks there as well. So um, I, again, more, more fading Georgia <laughs> and thinking that it's a lot closer yeah. than a two score <laughs> game. Yep. I, I, I can respect it. Just... So we we are against each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, we hate each so other many so of far. These pi- yeah, so many of these picks. <laughs> um, okay, so we take it. Uh, Notre Dame plays another game on the road at night. Um, they have had three night games in a row. Both uh, the past two night games have been really close, uh, despite what the scoreboard um, showed in the end of that Duke game. It was ridiculously close, like a fourth and sixteen. Um, yeah. Sam Hartman had to do something to even get close uh, <laughs> to making something yep. happen there. He had to use his legs. Either way, uh, Notre Dame pulls out the win. They cover the spread last week. Um, Notre Dame is favored by six and a half. Over under is 54. Matt, I see some words on here that gets me really excited because we are on the same side of this week's pick or this game. I, I have a I have a major announcement. <laughs> Huge. I've got Notre Dame minus six and a half as my fucking huge lock <laughs> of the week. This just, just I, I I was sitting here looking at it. I typed that in like four minutes ago. Hey, this is this is a, a fresh huge lock of as the week. we're live on the pod. Um so I was texting you back and forth during the the Louisville NC State game. Yeah. Um I just I wasn't super impressed with Louisville. I, I know they're undefeated. Um and, and you know, NC State does have a, a good defense. Um, I, I, there just wasn't a ton that like got me excited. And, and I think Notre Dame's kind of on that, you know, that 
you play, I think, four ranked games in a row. Um, yeah. You go to Duke, you go to Louisville, and then I think, do, do they go to USC next weekend? I think they host USC, but still. Or, yeah, yeah, host USC. So um, I think they're well aware, like, there's you, you cannot drop this one or the USC matchup doesn't matter anyways um, <laughs> right. for, for, like, their aspirations of getting into the college football playoffs. They don't have a conference, um, you know, championship to, to, uh, to, to be able to rely on. So it's, it's a must win. And I think they, I think they beat them pretty badly. Um, I, yeah. I could see them winning by two, three scores really comfortably. Um, and, and then gearing up for a huge head to head with, with USC. So I, I like them covering six and a half, no nonsense on it. I think they're, they're fired up to play um, and, and go on a road against a Louisville team that on paper so far has been okay this year, but I, I, I don't think they're, anywhere near the caliber of a team that Notre Dame is. So I'm going six and a half, huge lock of the week, huge lock, baby. And I am, uh, I am tailing that. That, that, I like that pick as well. I looked at it. It was like, you know, uh, my gut told me last week to take Notre Dame, but my disdain told me to take Duke. Um, I'm avoiding that. I'm going with the gut pick. I think that Notre Dame handles this one. I think that Duke was a, was a big test for them. And how would you bounce back from a loss to Ohio state? They, they, they were able to prove that they could do it. Um, There's clearly a lot of like coaching and mistakes that are happening uh, there, but Sam Hartman just kind of showed a new level Um, 20 years into his college football career. He was able to get it done in a big moment um, and be able to to pull off that victory there. So um, I, I I like this pick um, a lot. I I don't, I, I am not going to disrespect your, your huge lock, but I'm glad to be on your side here. Uh, there we go one. that's and there's there's a flip side to this like Notre Dame season could get ugly pretty quickly if they it could drop to Louisville I mean you drop to Louisville you go drop to USC like you're looking at a team that I, I think had aspirations of college football playoffs that's sitting at three losses you know not not super late into the season so I, I think this is just a they gotta go and go win big and and um and a little preview I think they beat USC okay Okay, throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, Okay, a couple of games left that are worth um, (laughs) worth talking about. Uh, Bama is going to Texas A and M. This is going to be another big SEC matchup, of course, based on the names. Uh, Bama is favored three and a half over under fifty and a half. I am not touching this game. I am avoiding it. I'm going to purely just enjoy the presence of that game. Um, And I have. yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what to think about Bama this year. So I am personally just saying avoid this. Matt, are you joining me in that, or do you want to make a pick on this one? Yeah, I, this is going to be the, the the fun thing about this matchup is it always seems like it's close. There's always some sort of drama that you know, and uh, so I, I'm, this is a sit back, have fun, watch the game. Um, not not super interested in. in looking at Bama minus three and a half, like they've proven they can go beat really good teams. And then they've proven that like they're, you know, or they've shown that, you know, they're just not the same Alabama team that they were in the past. So I I stay away from this one. I think Alabama probably covers three and a half, but it's not something I'm personally going to put on my card. Yep. (laughs) Got to avoid that one. Okay. Uh, Last segment to, to end out the college football portion of the show, Matt, are we fading Colorado? I have a second major announcement. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am not fading Colorado this weekend. I am going to go Colorado minus four and a half. Um, Is this reverse psychology? Hold on a second. What are we doing? No, 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 no. I'm confused at why it's only a four and a half. You've got Colorado that just went and had a one score game against a top 10 team. And I, understand what happened the weekend before against Oregon is probably influencing this as well. But then they go into play an Arizona state team. That's one in four have struggled all year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm looking at it and on paper, it feels like this is a game Colorado goes and, and wins gets back on track. They've got two losses yeah. in a row. Um, Four and a half feels really comfortable to me. It, and I, I put on like, it does feel like a trap to me because I, you would not catch me dead betting on Colorado this year. And here I am, I'm, I'm breaking. There's just a lot of stuff I'm doing in this podcast right now that does not add up. <laughs> um, and, and this is going to be one of them. Uh, give me Colorado minus four and a half. Are, are you 
Are you tailing the minus four and a half or how, how do you feel on your side? <laughs> I wanted to avoid it. I want to avoid it so bad. I, I think it, it makes perfect sense to be on the, uh, on the four and a half uh, in favor of Colorado. Um, yep. I, I think that I'll make a last minute decision on this one, but I mean, yeah, if you, if you look at Arizona state this year and I know that there's, it's, you can't compare the results of different games and stuff, but I mean, they did lose to USC by, uh, by 14 points, um, in that one. So, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at the two, it, it just, it looks like Colorado has the upper hand. They have Dion, like we know all the energy that comes from that team, um, I, I, I just can't imagine a one in four Arizona state getting up and covering that spread or winning that game. So, yeah. but, but that is the, that's the thing. That's why I'm avoiding it is that it does feel like a trap. Like, why is it not eight and a half or nine and a half? Like what, I what, just assume they would put it at seven to where it's like, you have to win by a score to, right. to, to cover four and a half just feels odd. So yeah. Um, it feels like they're not telling us something here, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. Either way, um, so uh, you're not fading Colorado. That is uh, to have a huge That's lock and breaking. to not fade Colorado. That is like, and I'm betting. I'm betting against a five and zero against the spread Oklahoma team, and I'm betting <laughs> with a zero and five against the spread Georgia team. This is just a. This could be a just all time bad betting week for me. If people well, just is... like. You're an idiot. <laughs> this is due to be a disaster because we're against each other on two of the spreads that we bet. Um, I, we're, we're both avoiding Bama. I'm avoiding Colorado. And then we're together on Notre Dame. So one of us is not going to be very happy. Lucky for me, early announcement, I won't be on next week's podcast because I'll be enjoying some uh, some uh, vacation time. So won't be there to either uh, bathe in the victory or just uh, shy away from, from the losses there. So um yep. either way i'll be mailing in some some picks for for next week's podcast but um yep. that wraps up the college football side i think one thing that we'll get into um not next week but the week after is start kind of looking at the playoff picture a little more things will start um yep. you know start looking playoff at national picture, heisman race yeah yeah there's yep. a lot to get into there so it'll be more than just the the spreads of the of the big games but that week back um will be a, a pretty big matchup for the buckeyes so looking forward to that but Either yep. way. Um, okay. Want to get into the NFL? Yeah. Uh, let's, let's dive in. Uh, it, it, just a kind of a note on with you being out next week, we're trying to figure out what that actually looks like for my side. I, I don't know if I'm going to just like do a solo Theo Von like podcast where I'm just yeah. sitting here rambling for, you know, for an hour, uh, might have Hayden back on, uh, may just send out some things in form of a blog. Um, so we're just, keeping it open, but like to keep the train rolling and get an episode out for you. Uh, may just be a shorter one. So we'll figure that out. Let you know, but uh, yeah, let's, let's talk a little NFL. Uh, you want yeah. me to do a, a quick recap of kind of what happened last weekend, uh, where we're at, where we're going. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, <laughs> last weekend was not ideal no. uh, for, for, for me. Um, Bengals uh, didn't quite cover the two and a half. The Dolphins didn't quite, <laughs> didn't quite cover. cover the plus two and a half. Uh, <laughs> and, and there wasn't even close to 41 points in the Bengals-Titans game. Uh, and I got a, a, a lucky cover in the under of the Pats-Cowboys um, matchup. Uh, Owen, it looks like you grabbed two points with Seahawks covering one and a half pretty handily. Raiders yep. over or under 48 and a half. Um, and dropping on the over 41 and the Texans and the Browns also not getting remotely close to covering the two and a half. However, I will give you a break uh, because it was not known at the time that Deshaun would not be playing. Yeah. Um, and, and there's maybe a little frustration brewing in the locker room, uh, according to some reports that he oh. was actually cleared to play oh. uh, and elected not to play. Um, so interesting. Very, very, uh, there, there was just, there was a lot of, you know, you look at Cleveland beat writers and they're like, how the hell do you not have a game plan drawn up specific to Dorian? You know, yeah. it, it just, it made zero sense that DTR was just kind of thrown out there. And it was like, all of this looks like you were planning for Deshaun Watson to play. 
Mm -hmm. as the head coach, how do you not know that's the game plan? So I think there was some frustration from Kevin Stefanski, from the players, because he uh, all all signs were pointing towards him playing. He was cleared to play and then elected an hour before kickoff that he wasn't. So it just seems there's a little controversy there, but we'll, yeah, we'll get right in the bye week. That, that guy normally doesn't bring a lot of controversy um, in a lot of his day-to-day. So that, that, that's very out of character for him. Yeah, yeah, uh, stand <laughs> stand up guy for sure. Uh, but okay, <laughs> so so Owen picked up a point on the week uh, that puts the score um, in the betting competition. Owen is up a whopping four points, um, sitting it. at fourteen ten. We go into a fun weekend um, here in the NFL. Uh, we actually are recording on Wednesday, so it feels a little. Uh, far-fetched for me to recap a game that hasn't happened yet but i would like to do yeah. that Go ahead. Um, chicago bears just get their hearts ripped out last weekend um, and then get the reward of, of turning around and playing on a thursday night uh, football game against the uh, washington commanders who riverboat ron had a chance to uh, go for the jugular against the Eagles and, and decided to kick a field goal and take it to overtime. They lose by three on a field goal. Um, so you got two teams with a pretty bad taste in their mouth coming into this matchup. Um, one of which is, I, I think this is the, if we lose, it's tank for Caleb Williams, 100%. If yeah. we win, it's like, can we go win another game and, and figure out how to maybe get the, the train back on the tracks? Uh, in this one, it was interesting to see the Bears come out ahead 24-21. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields scoring two touchdowns on his feet um, and, and having that defensive uh, touchdown from the Bears side where they haven't had a lot of signs of life. Uh, 24-21, Sam Howell doesn't play a great game. Uh, commanders drop two in a row. Chicago gets back on track. Lock it in, 24-21. There we go. Okay, good job, Bears, finally uh, finally winning the game. So, glad, yeah, that was an exciting one to watch tomorrow night. But Yeah, that, um... that comes after I specifically said I would not believe in Justin Fields again. And then just two weeks later, I'm like, oh, yeah, they win on a Thursday night football game. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Good. As six-point uh, dogs. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, it is my turn again to either take the pick or defer. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so I am um, going to – it worked out. No, it didn't work out. Um, I was going to say it worked out in my favor, but we both went 3-1 and one when I did defer. So I think I'm just going to take the pick because uh, I want to. Um, I'm going to go uh, favorite, favorite. I am going 49ers minus 3.5 against the Cowboys. Um, I think that, you know, the Cowboy that, that's going to be a huge game. It's Sunday night football everyone is talking about uh we'll be talking about that one 49ers have them at home i think the 49ers just have been a better uh better team all year they they played the the cardinals and not, did not make that one close unlike the cowboys losing to the cardinals they have been like the perfect team so far you know everyone thought it was the dolphins or everyone thought the cowboys early on um but the 49ers have not um ha- have not had a fault yet um, yeah. so this will be a close one. I'm looking forward to being able to watch this one. Um, but I am going to add some stress to it by having them be my favorite favorite at three and a half. I think that they win by at least a touchdown on this one. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I like that pick. Um, I had them on my, my short list here of favorites. They're my, my favorite, favorite, favorite. Um, but I, I, I do like that pick. Um, just seems like they've got all the right pieces. Um, you know, Brock Purdy's playing just good football. He's not great. You know, he's not just blowing you out of the water every weekend, but he's also not doing, you know, a, a ton wrong to put you in bad situations. And, and the Cowboys always seem to find ways to, like, just not win these big games. So I, I, I like the 49ers to, to go uh, cover there as well, uh, which leads, you know, into my favorite favorite. I've got back-to-backs here. Yep. Um, I, I'm gonna go. Ooh, I'm gonna go Ravens minus four. Okay. Um, I think I think the Steelers have proven pretty well that they're not a very good football team. <laughs> I think so. Um, aside from them beating the the 
Browns and just a, a terrible, terrible, you know, Monday night football game. They've just looked bad all year. Um, it, it, it seems like they're in a odd situation where if you lose a couple more, like this seems like a, a, a lost season for them. I don't mm-hmm. think they had any huge aspirations of, you know, taking over the world. Anyways, you've got the Mike Tomlin, you know, uh, never had a losing record, you know, streak on the line here. Um, but I, I think the Ravens played really good football last weekend. Uh, they went up against a Browns defense that has been top of the league and, and were really efficient. Lamar was showing flashes of like old Lamar was getting it done on his feet, was making some really good throws. Um, and, and so I, I like them to cover four there. Uh, and then I'll go to my, my dog. Okay. I had this one and then I, I, I feel really dumb because I, I already put my faith back in Justin Fields and I don't want to do it with Zach Wilson. So I'm actually, I'm going to go Texans plus two. Damn it. Damn you. Yes, that was mine. Um, That's a, that's a great pick. I think the fact that they're, and I'll let you talk about it, of course, but I think the fact that they are, I mean, clearly it's a road game. So that like factors into it, but the Falcons just suck. And they're coming yeah. home from London. And like this one, I, I'm surprised that it's not a pick em at this point. Like, I'm surprised the Texans are even getting two points on this. Yeah. I mean, they, they're playing good football. Like, I, yeah. I, Texans are playing really good football. And I, I know they're another team that came into the season and you're like, there's a strong possibility that, you know, they're picking within that top five again. But they, they look really good so far. I, you, they, blew the Steelers out of the water and I the way yeah. I look at the Steelers is very similar to how I look at Atlanta it's like not maybe not 100% set on you know their the the offensive side of the ball with their you know with their quarterback their play calling everything just seems off on the offensive side of the ball but getting it done enough on the defensive side of the ball to stay you know frisky a little bit um, and the Texans just went in there and, and kind of whooped them um, mm-hmm. and, and like you said they're going to be coming back from London um, with a, a game that they got beat up on pretty bad. And and I think Texans are riding a little bit of the high of like CJ yeah. Stroud's playing great football. There's offensive rookie of the year conversations are already well underway. Um, so yeah, Texas Texans plus two feels really solid to me. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I that was my top pick for this. So I appreciate you taking that from me. Um, you are now forcing me to put my faith into Zach Wilson. <laughs> that was that was where I was. That's my other one. So if it makes you feel better, I was about to make the same mistake you're about to make. <laughs> yeah. So this line is uh, it began to move a little bit when I originally was looking at it. It was plus two and a half. I I like the money line in it, so I'll take whatever points I can get. Right now, it looks like it's about plus two, plus one and a half. Um. So we'll we'll lock it in at that plus one and a half is what's showing on my end. Are you seeing anything different? I, I had it at plus two when I f- first looked at it. It must have changed here in the last 30 minutes. So uh, we'll, we'll, you, you we'll can take plus check. two. Yeah, we'll, we'll double check DraftKings because I know FanDuel can be a little weird sometimes. Um, and that's what I had pulled up right now. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll, I, I guess I'm a little shocked that it's. I would have thought it was going to be Jets minus two and a half after the Jets after the Jets go play a, a pretty darn good football game against the the reigning Super Bowl you know, champions. Right. And then on the other hand, you've got Denver like scratching and clawing to beat the worst team in the NFL right now. It just, something's not adding up, uh, for, for, for that game. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over jets plus two, but, um, yeah, that's going to be, uh, that's, that's outside of my, my betting. Cause I have already, promised i will not put my faith in zach wilson, <laughs> zach wilson. that's fine uh yeah DraftKings does have it at two so i'll take it at two there um but like i said i, I like the money line in that one anyways because i just fade russ fade sean payton uh or the second coming of sean payton uh yeah. fade, fade both of them is kind of my mantra on that um, just you know. just wait until Zach Wilson balls out against that Denver defense and has <laughs> two weekends in a row where he looks like a competent quarterback and, yeah. and Jets are going to be talking Super Bowl again and then they'll come back to reality when you know, <laughs> he has a week where he throws four picks and just looks like the worst it's quarterback inevitable. in the NFL. Yep, it's inevitable. It's coming. He, he, it's coming. Already, he might have already used all the juice he had and I'm in for a disaster. <laughs> yeah. But um, yep, that's I'll, how I felt too. <laughs> I'll give him one more week of this and, and I'll take the plus two there. 
Um, and then that kicks me over to, I have left my over and under, uh, I'm gonna go under 50 and a half on, uh, Eagles Rams. Um, I, I think that that's going to be, I, it's kind of looking at the number. I know that like the Rams are coming off that overtime win against the Colts, which was very unfortunate. Um, and that was, you know, that, that one crossed, uh, or actually just barely, uh, under the 50 point there. Um, they didn't score much in the second half. They put up 20 or they, they scored three points yep. in the second half. Uh, scored 20 of their points in the first half. So they're definitely capable of it. Clearly Eagles are a high powered offense, um, but I do like the, the under in this game. I can see it being like a 21 to uh, 17 uh, type game there. Uh, just kind of a battle. And I'll, I'll take the under 50 and a half on, on that game, uh, which kicks it back over to you for back-to-back picks. Yep. I've got my, my over and my under. Um, I'm going to go to this God awful, Thursday night football game, even though I already gave the final score of 21 to 24 um, and, and that would not align with this pick very well. I'm going to go over 44 and a half. So yeah. already, already gave you the final score. So already chalked up one loss on my board um, over 44 and a half. Uh, I think bears offense shown s- some signs of life uh, a little bit, um, but they've also shown on the other side of the ball, they're just not very competent. Um, so I, I think, you know, if if the commanders can go and score 28 points against the Eagles, I feel pretty confident they can get up into the high 20s against a, a, a bad Bears defense, probably closer to the, the, the 30s. Um, and then I think, you know, the Bears are, are capable and seem to have found a little bit of a rhythm there in that first half. And I know it was a disastrous uh, second half for him, but uh, I, I like the idea that they can both go put up some points. I've got commanders, you know, uh, uh, losing this game actually uh, by three points, but um yeah give me the over 44 and a half in that one and then i'm gonna go under i'm gonna go under in the broncos jets at 43 okay (laughs) okay so uh i i don't broncos defense is terrible but i'm also just very much so not sold on like the the one performance that Zach Wilson put out there. Like, I, I don't think that was like the, the turning of the, the leaf for him. I, I think mm-hmm. it was more of an anomaly. Um, so I, I could see this just being a very ugly, not fun back and forth, just turnovers and everybody's going to want to turn their TV off like by the end of the game. So yeah. give me the under 43 and that, that wraps up my picks. And do you have one more? Am I, I got the, some? yep. I got the over. So, uh, my over is going to be Dolphins Giants 49 and a half. That means that I think that the Dolphins are at least going to score 50 points because the Giants <laughs> are not good. Oh, <laughs> so the okay. Giants are not good. But we've seen what the Dolphins are capable of. Clearly, they lost you know big to the to the Bills last week. But we know how high powered that their offense is. Um, I don't think it's asking a lot uh, against a bad team for them to get at least 40 points um, and yeah. just hope that the, the Giants can piece together a couple field goals uh, to boost that up a little bit. But um, I'm taking the over 49 yeah. and a half. I just feel like when there's an opportunity for the, a, a collective score to be uh, at 49 and a half and, un, you know, under 50 points um, on, on from Vegas for the uh, Dolphins, I think you just have to jump all over that one. So Um, I will, I will take the over there. Um, and just a reminder, if you're a first time listener or haven't been tuned into the NFL portions of the show before, um, the reason that we're doing this competition, the snake draft style, uh, and tracking the points for it is at the end of the year, um, at the end of the season, we will be making, um, making a, uh, Jersey purchase, whether depending on who the winner and loser is. So if I win this, uh, Matt will be buying me a Colts Jersey. Uh, if I lose this, I will be buying Matt a Browns jersey of his choice. Um, I, something tells me I know where that's going, even though there's some controversy <laughs> in the locker room. But either way, um, yeah. do you have a do you have a teaser for this week? I do have a little okay. tease, me daddy. Um, okay. Last week we went six plays um, and, and got uh, got our asses handed to us. We're gonna dial it back yeah. and actually just go with three plays this week. 
Um, so I gave you my favorite favorite of Ravens minus four. I'm going to flip that seven points in the other direction and go Ravens plus three. I also gave you my top dog as the Texans plus two. I'm going to give them a little bit of cushion um, at, at plus nine. I don't even know if the Steelers offense is capable of scoring nine to uh, nine points in total. <laughs> uh, so, or it's not the, not the uh, Steelers, the, Falcons offense is capable yeah. of scoring nine points total. Um, and, and then last one is going to be Chiefs plus two and a half. I just don't see a world where they lose this game. So give me the comfort of them just uh, uh, at least winning and at the very least, you know, covering two and a half. Um, it's it's not the the traditional, you know, plus 300 odds. It's going to be sitting more around that plus 150-ish, I think is what I had it at. So oh. this is a, a, a get right, tease me, daddy. Um you know, and, and we'll, uh, we'll get back on the right track here. There we go. Okay. Um, I have one as well. I have the chiefs plus three as this is a seven point teaser. Uh, so chiefs plus three 49ers plus three and a half, uh, dolphins minus three and a half and the Indianapolis Colts plus eight. Uh, they're playing the Titans this week at home. It's a must win, uh, a must win game for them. If they want to be a part of any, uh, playoff picture, I'm giving them, uh, the opportunity to, if they even, if they lose this one, um, it's, it's by a, a touchdown or, or less there. Um, that's plus 180 odds on, on that one. So we'll keep like track. It. We'll, we'll keep track of these and, uh, we haven't had one hit in a while, but we'll, uh, hopefully have one hit, uh, this week out of the, out of the two of us. Um, Matt, any, any other questions or, or not questions, any other thoughts you want to get out there into the world on, uh, on the NFL or any, uh, football gambling, uh, that we've talked about this week. No, uh, excited for the week. Uh, something to note, I haven't uh, referenced this in any of the episodes so far. Uh, you're welcome to follow along with these bets. I think one of the things I'm always leery of when I listen to sports betting podcasts or you know stuff is like, are you actually betting these things? Yeah, uh, I, I do bet all the picks that I put out there. You're welcome to keep up with that on the Action Network app. Uh, my name on there is Matthew Werner, or you can look up Werner's Wagers. Um, and, and then the other thing I wanted to note was... Uh, just following us on Twitter, FTS Sports 12 um, is the, the the Twitter handle there. We, we try and keep active, get our uh, at least our picks out. If there's any new plays, we, we've been pretty darn good of winning on some of the, the last minute plays yeah. um, in college football. So keep up with us there. Um, we'll, we'll try and be a little bit more active um, and, and give us some grace here. Uh, Owen's heading out on vacation. I'm heading out on vacation. That's why we're recording a little bit early this week. Um, I'll be in Orlando for, you know, the first half of the, the weekend, I'll be vacationing. Second half, I'll be doing some work. Um, so I'll be doing my best to keep up with all the games, but uh, probably will be missing some things here and there. So give us a little grace. We'll get back on track uh, the following week once we, uh, you know, get, get an opportunity to uh, get ourselves all caught up. So Exactly. Yeah, and we're trying to uh, get some more content out there with uh, short form video and all of that. Um, just working through some things to, to get that all settled for you right now, just be on the audio podcast. So make sure that you're listening in every week. Um, we'll, we'll have some announcements on Twitter on what we plan to do with next week, but we will still be making the picks regardless, whether it's in an audio format or just a text format um, so that we can keep track of this contest and see who's going to be buying a Jersey at the end of the year. But either way, yep. it's been Owen Smith and Matthew Warner with the inside the tank podcast. And we're looking forward to talking to you guys after we go uh, undefeated here. So, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.